in a quarterback where like you have to be like the total fucking just like king of the swing, bro. Like John Elway walks pigeon toed, his chest out, his arms pulled back. Brett Favre did an impression of it on fucking uh on like David Letterman or something. Yeah, that's true. I mean, you know, I was the opposite kind of like, you know, like that part of me showed more at practice, but like off the field, I was more like, you know, Joe Maurer type. <laughs> so I'm not saying, oh, yeah. It was quite, but yeah, I don't no, know. And I've seen that too. There's like a quiet swagger as well. Some quarterbacks are just, are just quiet. Yeah. I just like to perform, bro. I just like, I don't know, dude. I used to love doing stand up and shit and just having like fucking 40 guys on the team just on a need. And I'm just fucking doing stand up, dude, just roasting and drilling people. And they're just screaming, laughing, dude. I'd have the fucking black guys laughing, dude. I was just that. I, I just got off on that shit, bro. Yeah. Just bullying and fucking belittling people, dude. I fucking, dude, at one time I was at North Alabama, we had this fucking quarterback coach. Uh, he was like, he was like one of those kids who like wanted to play quarterback, but like out of nowhere would like break his wrist like every four and a half weeks. And so he eventually was like, I'm just going to be a fucking GA. And like, uh, he was like trying to signal plays into me and like, he was so fucking slow. And I, and I just remember screaming like, dude, Shane, you suck. You fucking suck, bro. The fuck out of here. Fucking fire this guy. He's fucking garbage. And, and they fucking, they did, bro. <laughs> well, I mean, Terry listened to everything you told him to do. So, I mean, it's no surprise that he listened to that, too. <laughs> Holy <laughs> shit, he just quit or something. But, dude, that's a hard life, bro. When you're not the starter, like, pretend you're, pretend you're a starting quarterback and then you're not the starter and you have to be the backup, dude. Like, that's fucking purgatory. It is so awful. Like, you know, like everybody's like, oh, you're on a college team still. Okay, cool. But no, it is bad, man. I could never do that shit, dude. I just would throw temper tantrums, bro. I, I, they, they would like, they'll like ask you to fucking like help with the signals or like fucking help whatever. And like, dude, I just remember I would just fucking, I didn't even give a fuck, dude. I would just sit there. And I'd have my feet crossed up on a Gatorade cooler, and I would just be fucking staring off at the fucking whatever. I didn't even know what the I, score was, dude. I was just totally out of it, dude. Because if you're not I, starting, there's no point to being alive. No, there's not. I mean, I wish I could have done that. See, my thing is in practice and in, you know, like, you know, in the yeah. offseason, you know, everybody else on the team was like, oh, man, you are the best quarterback on the team. So, like, right. I would like, Alley everyone else like sort of behind the coach's pack and just be a fucking cancer because they're like oh, yeah he's the no oh, right no and there's a lot of that there's a lot of politicking of that young players they don't fucking realize dude like it doesn't always matter if you have a cannon arm or you fucking have a fucking you know how talented you are or whatever a lot of it's politics bro can you be like the mayor dude you got to get the coaches on your side, the players on your side, the fans. You got to get fucking like cafeteria people and janitor people. Like they all have to want you to be the starter, bro. But I think that's flawed, but that's just how it is. So it's. Yeah, it is. It's wild. And uh, a lot of kids don't get it. And that's why you see uh, the way certain things play out. You know, that's why you see like a fucking uh, Kirk Cousins or a Colt McCoy, or you see some of these guys. The fucking Taylor Heineke's of the world, dude, because, like, they're just totally chill with just being a, like, just being, like, a fucking good, uh, an average to good player. Like, I I always had the mindset, like, if you're not in the Hall of Fame, you're, like, nothing. And that's that can be detrimental because it's such a fucking high expectation, bro. But it is the right mindset, I think. In, yeah. Like, you know, in certain ways it is, but... Like you said, it has. If it works, it is. If it doesn't work, if you're a narcissistic piece of shit. But if it works, you're a fucking beast. Yes, Colt McCoy. He's the only one from that, you know, from our class that's actually in the league still. Maybe Chase Daniel. I mean, that's insanity. Would you do Chase Daniel's career? Huh? Well, yes. Yes, I would. You? There's a certain amount of intelligence that he There's has. There's no like, shame in that. I'm just asking. Like, it, it is interesting.
interesting, like, if you look at his career. I mean, would I do it? I mean, I don't know, honestly, because after a while. We, we would all do it, but, like, yeah. that's an interesting career, bro, to only to be in the league for 15 years. You've thrown never, for, like, 1,500 yards, you know, 20 touchdowns, even. something like that, but you got paid like a motherfucker, and you're set for life. And everything you got it going on, you got a great yeah. fucking LinkedIn. Everything's fucking great, bro. But but then at the same time, you're just not that fucking guy. He's not fulfilled because he's yeah. deep down. He's like, fuck, I'm not playing that. Yeah. And that hurt. Like honestly, in like quiet moments, you're like, God damn. Yeah, I like. What about like a Matt Castle, bro? Who didn't even he didn't even fucking start one snap at USC, and then he gets drafted based off a fucking epic pro day performance. He gets drafted in like the seventh round, and he goes on to like fucking take over for Brady after his ACL, and then like get a big contract with the Chiefs. And he actually had like four or five years where he went for like twenty eight touchdowns and fucking you know a handful of picks. What do you think about him? I think he's got a little something you know, to him, obviously, in order to be able to do that. So he, I mean, he's, he had a lot of fire in his heart and stuff, but as a pure quarterback, he honestly wasn't that good still. 17,500 yards, 104 touchdowns, 82 picks. I mean, bro, 14 NFL seasons for not, and he didn't even start a snap at USC. Yeah, absolutely. It's epic. Great career, yeah. yeah. It's kind of, I mean, it's just crazy, you know? I mean, the other thing, too, he gets to say is, like, when I played in the NFL, I threw more touchdowns than picks. That's pretty cool, too. Usually it's the other way. Dude, have you ever seen Joe Namath's piece of shit stats? Yeah, I think I have, yeah. Look at this shit, bro. Pretty. 173 touchdowns, 220 picks. He only threw for 27,000 yards, bro. And he's like, people act like this guy is like the greatest one of the Hall of Fame. He's in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, he is. It so was let this, me ask you this, bro. It, is, it, is it like, what's better to get in the Hall of Fame? Like, you know, like someone like a Matt Ryan. Yeah. Is he a Hall of Famer? Because his stats are fucking way better than Joe fucking uh, – that fucking guy, Broadway Joe. This guy's got 381 touchdowns, 183 picks, and 63,000 fucking yards, bro. Is he going to the Hall of Fame? No, he's no, he is not. No, he's not in the Hall of Fame. After the 2016 season when they made the Super Bowl, he was on that. Or had they won that Super Bowl, even if they had lost it, and maybe he makes it back to one, but doesn't have the precipitous drop-off from 2020 through 2022, then maybe he has a shot to be in the Hall of Fame, but now absolutely not. Is Nick Foles in the fucking Hall of Fame, bro? Let's see this guy's stack. Dude, It's like he has actually doesn't have huge – I thought he'd have at least 100 touchdowns. Uh, he's got fucking 14,227 yards, 82 touchdowns, 47 picks, bro. Is he going to the Hall of Fame just because he beat Tom Brady, though? My point in all of this is Broadway Joe goes to the Hall of Fame because of a, because of a moment, the guarantee. That's why he's in there, all right, because of culture shift, culture change. Yeah. Matt Ryan has way better stats. He lost the Super Bowl bad, 28-3. to three. We're saying he's not going to the Hall of Fame, even though he has technically Hall of Fame stats. So is Nick Foles going to the fucking Hall of Fame? Because he beat Brady, and it was an epic Super Bowl victory. Oh, yeah. It was an epic win. And he was epic for, you know, that entire or that entire you know postseason. But no, man, no. See, there's, there's still a totality of what the career is for the player. And, you know, other than that stretch of game, Foles hasn't been in. Man. He's really struggled, in fact, with the Rams and. Mm-hmm. With the Colts, so what do you think about Carson Wentz? Do you think that he's a starter and people are sleeping on him, and he actually should fucking? It's crazy that he's not on a team, or what do you think? I think he's a bust, man. I don't know how he had this downfall, okay? Because 
if you remember him in 2016 as a rookie, even in 2017, he looked like he could be the next Andrew Locke. It like, you know, it was not a joke. You know, he was performing. But then ever since he had that ACL injury, he's just fallen off so badly. From Dude. a mechanical standpoint, okay, from a mental standpoint, he's he's just not there. 23,000, 22,000 yards, 151 touchdown passes. Yeah, That's I neat. mean, those are good numbers. Good. Go for it. What's going on? What do you think? No, he's not. No, he's, uh, I don't even think he'll be on a roster this season. That's I think fucking crazy, bro. It's actually crazy. He had, a, he had, he, he had one season where he almost, was like the MVP of the league, and then he tore his ACL like week 11. Exactly. At the Rams, late 2017, he tries to oh. dive zone or some awkward dive. And boom. Yeah, ACL's gone. And What do you think about Matt Stafford? Is he going to the Hall of Fame? I think he will. Yeah, I think he will be in there barely. He might not be a first has- He's got 10,000 less passing yards than Matt Ryan, and he's got 50 less touchdown passes. So he'd have to pretty much play two more seasons to even catch Matt Ryan's stats. But he has the Super Bowl win that I think Hollywood gave him and I think the NFL gave him. They built a new city or a new stadium in Los Angeles. I swear to God in my life, the Rams fucking won that Super Bowl. I'm not saying the NFL's rigged, but I definitely think it was part of a bigger picture win. So I and Stafford honestly, he played fine that season. He had a good season, um, and he had a he had a great Super Bowl. He was very poised and played great. Played is he game. a Hall of Famer though? I think he is, but but he needs one more season. Okay, he needs one more, you know, playoff season where he supposedly was- he shredded his UCL and his elbow, and his, and he can't throw anymore. That's what's going on because he last season he yeah. he literally played like fucking garbage last season. Look at his stats, dude: two thousand yards, ten touchdowns, eight picks. Oh yeah, he was awful last year. So my question is, if his elbow was like this last year, what was he taking before the game to even be able to throw? Because it looked like he was still throwing well. Yeah. So he must have been shot up with. Some serious stuff. Tore it all, probably tore it all. Something yeah. to numb his fucking elbow, cortisone. Um, let's see here. Ryan Tannehill, 212 touchdowns, 33,000 yards, 108 picks. He looks like he's, he's on 10. He's played 10 NFL seasons. Um, and it looks like uh, pretty, you know, last season was rough, obviously. What's the deal with this guy? Is he good or not? I think he's good, yeah. Um, but I think he's maxed out. Like his ceiling as an NFL quarterback was probably 2020, when yeah. when uh, you know Arthur Smith was the Titans' offensive coordinator, play caller, and they had Henry, and they had AJ Brown, and he was a system quarterback. Basically, he was Alex Smith, maybe on steroids for yeah. about a two span. But then last year you see the performance drop off. So I just don't know if he's going to be able to give it, you know, he's like, what, he's like 34 now too. Yeah. So I, I don't know how much longer he has. He always, he doesn't seem to throw for that many yards. It looks like every year it's like 3,800, 3,700. You know, I don't know if you've ever noticed this in quarterbacks, but it's kind of like, I don't know if it's a theory or something that I always see. Some quarterbacks, for some reason, know how to throw for yards. You know, and this this isn't a touchdowns or a pick stat. It's like uh, like me, for instance. Like I played UCF one time, and I went. I think I was like ten for twenty seven, but it was like, but I threw for two hundred ninety yards. It was like twenty nine yards of completion. And so, um, my question to you is like. What is it about quarterbacks where they like some of them can throw for like massive amounts of yards, and then some of, some of them every game it's only like two hundred and ten yards or something? I think it's the offensive system, and it's if yeah. offensive play caller wants to be more you know balanced. 
yeah. as an officer. Is there a fuck it and chuck it mentality? Is there like a, you know, you watch like a Marino and he's trying to like make the fucking 48 yard throws and like, and then you maybe you'll watch like a Jim Miller of the Bears or something and he's just like, man, I'm getting the completion to the back over the ball. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, it's a mindset thing too. Yeah. Is it when you're when you're gonna draft a quarterback? Are you literally like, you know, are you looking at like can this guy throw for yards? Like, are you looking like at each game and you're like kind of sitting there and you're like you're like looking you're like why did he throw for two twelve two twelve you know three hundred like like let's look like right here, um look at his stat line Ryan Tannehill like the first game one. 65, 254, 141, 291, 333. You know, it's always like a just like he never has a game like a Ben Roethlisberger has has had games where he's thrown for 504 yards like 10 times. Well, yeah, because Roethlisberger, yeah, it's it's a, a non-conservative mindset. Okay, so it's, you know, like a risk it, you know, or miss it mindset. So – Right. And it's also like the yards per attempt stat, too. Will, right. You know, will You're like supposed re- to be over seven, right? It, it, to be considered yeah. like an elite quarterback, it's got to be up in the sevens, correct? Yeah. Seven or eight-ish, yeah. So. Yeah. So, yeah, somewhere. I think Brady usually averages like 7.4 somewhere in there. But some yeah. quarterbacks are like you'll see a lot in rookie quarterbacks. Like I bet if you went and looked at like early Mac Jones or something, I bet it would say like you know like uh, you know six point two yards or you know something fucking silly. Yeah. Let's see here, Ben Roethlisberger, four hundred and eighteen touchdown passes, dude. That motherfucker he he let himself retire without trying to break Marino. Dude, he needs to come back and throw three more touchdowns, bro, and get past three more games. touchdowns. That's that's all I need. What the? Wow. Yeah, bro. I, you know, I know it's way broken now with Brady and Peyton, but four twenty is still kind of like the standard bearer, right? I think it is now. So did Roethlisberger play in two thousand twenty one? Right. I yeah, it looks did. like it. Twenty two touchdowns, ten picks. That's not a horrible season. That's a Daniel that's Jones good. season. Yeah, that's. But three touchdowns away, my goodness. Yeah, he just he, yeah, dude. He should have fucking he should have came back on like a three game contract or something, bro. Sixty four thousand yards. That's a that's a nice chunk. But again, Matt Ryan has fucking sixty two thousand. Well, Matt Ryan. I mean, he, his stats are way too inflated, Matt Ryan. When he, I mean, like from twenty seventeen through twenty twenty one, like. They weren't winning games. They were down a lot, too. In, like, yeah. 70% of the games, they're down. So, I mean, he's sitting back there losing, just accumulating stats. So, bro. If you, um, if you ever look at Matt Ryan's footwork, one of his fatal flaws is he kicks his front toe out. Like, when he steps, he kicks his toe out like that. Okay. And he lands, like, on his heel. He doesn't step like down, like into the ground. He steps and his toe flies up and then stops. Uh, it's a, it's a. You'll look at a lot of young quarterbacks when they step if their leg swings and their t- and they land on the back of their yeah. heel. I always noticed that about him. I know that's for people who aren't quarterbacks are going to be like, "What the fuck am I talking about?" But that's a real thing. Uh. Well, I was, dude. That's interesting because I was just thinking about that earlier this morning about that front foot and like how. To drive do you it. want it to be do you really want it to be violent in the ground or do you want to be more soft like a Matt Ryan and sort of you know well I'll tell because- you I'll tell you to be honest with you um, you need to watch you need to watch baseball pitchers um, okay. is they when they step forward they almost they lunge they're they lower um, their they lower yeah. their belly and their belly button, and they almost they lunge forward. They like lunge, and it bring and when you because if you push your feet into the earth, you have yes. to you use the earth like a trampoline, and the oh, earth yeah. will actually ricochet your body up and drive the ball down. That's yeah, why sometimes like when I throw, yeah. I jump down because the earth will make you go boom. 
Actually, I, I could try to find it, but there's actually a clip where um, Tony Romo is talking to Aaron Rodgers at the Pro Bowl, and yeah. Rodgers is explaining to uh, Romo what Brett Favre taught him about pushing down into the earth, and you oh. and it it works as a spring. And and Aaron Rodgers is telling Romo, he's like, you should try it; it'll change your life. You can throw like ten times harder. Oh it's a real God. clip. Wow. Let's look at Aaron Rodgers' stats here. All right, because he's – I mean, I'm on the – dude, look, I, I, everybody knows my um, say crazy shit with fucking Aaron Rodgers and stuff. He's obviously a good quarterback, and he's obviously had a great career, and he's obviously very talented. So let's yeah. get all the rhetoric out of the way and just like – you know, because with him, it's not so much is he the best quarterback in the NFL. It's his place in history. When I look at quarterbacks, I'm thinking about like where's their where's their uh, place in history, like on the Mount Rushmore, the Pantheon. Like when you start, you know, one trick I like to say to myself is um, if Dan Marino was still playing today and he was the starting quarterback for the Dolphins and they brought Aaron Rodgers in, would he beat Marino out to be the starter, or no. would? Or if Marino was a quarterback and they brought Elway in, would Elway beat him out and be the starter? And I like to think about, like, of all the top quarterbacks in the world, like, who would be the starter if they had to play for the same team? Interesting. Okay. Yeah, I like so what that. do you think? Where do you think, like, let's say, um, let's say Aaron Rodgers goes to the Jets and so does Tom Brady. Who's the starter this season? I think it's Tom Brady, but it's, like – it's it Why would be because of the intangibles up? it would be because of the like you know the leadership and the accuracy and the precision it would not so Aaron Rodgers he gets too lazy and lackadaisical with his feet and even would his Rod mechanics at times would Rodgers be intimidated by Tom Brady if they were on the same team no like no. both competing I, for the same position would no. he be intimidated in theory, no, but in practice, I think he would be. Okay, like you know, would, day to day. Okay, would uh, how, how Tom Brady is? Yeah, would Tom Brady tell Rogers to shut the fuck up in front of everyone? Oh, and yeah. Rogers listen. I don't think Rogers would listen, but I do you think Rogers would shout back "fuck you," and like they would fight. I mean, maybe, yeah. Do you think, uh, or do you think that Tom Brady's such a leader that he would find out in Rogers' personality the best way possible for them to become friends and help each other and win a Super Bowl? Is Tom Brady that elite, that talented that he he no. doesn't he doesn't care about like? who's better, this or that. He's just so fucking elite that he knows the overall goal is the Super Bowl and he'll do whatever it takes for the team to win. I think that's his mindset. But even if, if you think with uh, Jimmy G, okay, he didn't try to do that with him. Yeah. He basically did not want to be friends with Jimmy G. Like, so he was shunning him. Yeah, he wanted to kill him. So if Rodgers was – was him if Rodgers was in Jimmy G's shoes? I like. I think Brady would really try to break him in like you know a yeah. subtle way. You know, I have a. I want to ask you this too. I had a theory that like the NFL should start treating quarterbacks more like baseball pitchers, and like Tom Brady and Rodgers should both sign with the Jets and they play eight games apiece in the season, and that way they both are healthy. And they fucking they got two Hall of Fame quarterbacks because you get to weeks eleven through sixteen, your body's beaten up and bruised. Yeah. Like why? And the Yankees do this. They'll have fucking, uh, you know, Roger Clemens, fucking Wade, you know, whoever. All these fucking pitchers. Why right. don't Hall of Fame quarterbacks start getting together and playing for the same team and giving each other breathers? Well, because it's never been done before. So it would be, you know, it's. 
they would be walking into uncharted waters. Especially, I'm not saying early in the career, right? Like, I'm not saying like, but late in the career. Yeah. I'm talking late in the career where it's like, if they're going to retire or not, their bodies are getting old. Like, I don't understand why Brady doesn't call Rogers up and it's like, let's go down to Miami. I'll play the first half of the game. You play the second half, or I'll play these primetime games. You play these primetime games. We're going to split the season up. We're going to go into the playoffs, and both of us are going to be fucking balling out. Instead of throwing for 40 touchdowns myself, we're both going to throw for 25 touchdowns, and we're going to help each other extend our careers and keep playing and win some championships. That's a great idea, but as a quarterback, how would you be okay with sitting when it's your time to leave the game, you know? And then you have to go back in, and you're cold. Or you don't play the entire first half, and then you're cold. It's just, yeah. I don't know. It's And then there's strange. momentum. Well, yeah, I agree if they did it, like, in one game, there could be momentum issues where, like, Brady's tearing it up, and then Rodgers comes in and isn't on. And, and there could be, like, uh, the players, the frontline staff players, who do we report to, who's the boss. But what I'm, yeah. what, what I'm getting at is, like, maybe if they did it on a, you know, like – they split up the season or something. I don't know. I just think like there could be an opportunity for these guys to play way fucking longer if they helped each other. Mm, yeah. There would and, and and you know yeah. it's like uh yeah, I don't know. And there wouldn't be that that much pressure too. They could split the pressure. Cuz exactly. you know like you know like a quarterback like if your team's not going to the Super Bowl, the media starts fucking it's your fault or whatever. Like they could, they could split the pressure. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, I can see it work. I just think from a general manager standpoint and from a coaching perspective, they would just look at this as like extra, you know, drama. Yeah. Well, they do it now. They just do it with shitty quarterbacks. They do it with fucking, they'll do like uh, Carson Wentz and Taylor Heineke. Oh my God. That's what they try to do now. They just do it with shitty quarterbacks. Yeah. Man. Ron Rivera, just I don't know what in the hell is going on with him. He's man. woke. He's all political and woke and fucking crazy and fucking I don't know what it is either, dude. I I just think he's overrated, bro. He went to the oh, one Super Bowl so, with Cam Newton. So overrated. And you know, honestly, I don't know how you feel about Sam Howell, but I thought he was one of the best quarterback prospects that I've ever seen since you know 2016. Even right. if he, you know undersized and stuff. I, I mean, I thought Howell was a first-round pick, uh, like, like honest to God. And right. The, the, the Redskins just lucked into drafting him, and now apparently yeah. he's a starter. So. Uh, it's, um, yeah, we'll see what happens with Howell. He definitely uh, – he can run way better than people think. Like, I don't know if you ever watch his North Carolina highlights. See, that motherfucker's rumbling, bumbling, stumbling. Oh, yeah. He actually can run, like, for real, though. Like, I'm talking, like, 15-yard chunky clips of, yeah. of grass, dude. Um, we'll see what he does. Uh, he, I, I, didn't, I only caught, like, a second of him at the end of last season. I never saw any, like, monster throws or anything, so I don't know. Yeah, he's, he's very efficient, though. So he's – I mean, and he seems to be accurate. And you can't yeah. really teach accuracy, so – Let's look at Rogers' stats here real quick. 59,000 yards, 475 touchdowns, 105 picks. Um, I really think that he wanted to end his career with under 100 picks. <laughs> I, I really think that was a real goal of him. I think one thing I think about Aaron Rodgers is I think he is extremely, um, it, like, vain. Yes, <laughs> I think he's got a, a vanity problem, but like I really think instead of Super Bowls to him, like I don't even really think he cares about Super Bowls. I think he cares about his stats. I think he does too. I mean, just the fact that he's choked so much in so many playoff games over and over again. Like it's the same story. And but he, like, like look at his seasons, bro. Look at his seasons. He hates throwing picks, bro. Look at 2011 through 2021, a 10-year span where he never threw more than eight picks. One, that's fucking incredible, uh, 100%. But two, it means that he actively thinks about, like, not throwing picks. And so, like, does that 
does that hurt him when the pressure builds? He's so busy thinking about not making a mistake that he just plays like poor. It seems like when he gets to the playoffs, he just plays poor. Yeah, and it's a decision-making problem, too. Like, when they were playing the Lions last year, he had a swing route. You know, he had a check down that was wide open on, like, a second and four or something. You know, ends up forcing a throw, and he throws a pick. So, and I think that's interesting about you saying that he actively thinks about not throwing picks. And maybe that's the reason why he leaves the pocket so often is because the longer you stay in the pocket – the more it becomes, okay, I just have to trust myself and, you know, fucking let this thing go. But when you leave the pocket so much, you can be safer. Like, okay, well, I'm going to yeah. move here. Okay, wait, no, okay, I'm going to, you know, check it down. So. I don't think he likes to get hit either. No. I don't think he likes contact. But I he think- does get hit. I mean, like, you know. Oh, he is- and he gets up. He, yeah. I'm not saying he's not tough. But I don't think he likes it. Like, I, I think he's getting in the end of his career. And you've heard Brett Favre say this and Joe Montana and stuff. They, when yeah. they get to the end, they it hurts. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. And they're that trying hat. to self-preserve their bodies, too. Yeah. But, at, at, I mean, I don't know. At this point, he's been hit so much. It's like, what's five more shots going to do to you? So. Dude, have you ever seen how fucking hard – some of these, some of these fucking quarterbacks get fucking hit. Oh yeah, it's like a car accident, man. Like a legitimate car wreck, bro. Dude, did I watch this with you last time, Brendan? You're not fat. It's the shirt. Uh, no, bro. You have to. Can you see it? Is it streaming okay? Yeah, I can see it. Yeah, I can see it. Bro, these quarterbacks get fucking wrecked, dude. Look right. at this hit that fucking Brady takes right here, bro. Look at this fucking hit. It's oh, fucking decleated, bro. That's like fucking brain damage hit. And he just gets up and takes it like a champ. Well, right. Because we know when you get hit, like, you know, really hard like this, it's almost like you don't even, like, you know, feel it in a couple yeah. of seconds. After it's like okay, oh wow, okay, that was nothing. Right? Yeah, but, it's it's so hard and so fast. It's almost just like dense. Yeah, like you, right. it's just like you just ran into a wall or something. There's not like a lot of like flailing and stuff. You just get knocked the fuck out for a second. Yeah, yeah. Holy right. shit, bro! That's Big Ben getting fucking decleated, bro. Man, yeah. dude, you should watch some of this shit, dude. And you'll people will start to respect the fucking warriors. That these fucking quarterbacks are, bro. No, man. Look at this fucking hit by Matt Moore, dude. This, this guy oh. dies. Yeah, Matt Moore was in. Bro, oh. Matt Moore dies. Look at that. Dude, bro. that hit. That was James Harrison? Or- no, dude. It's Bud Dupree, dude. Oh, oh yeah. my God, dude. That's oh, one man. where the you helmet do- to the chin strap is the worst, bro. The fucking yeah, crown of the over. helmet, right? Oh, my God, bro. Dude, how magical was that season with Brett Favre when he went to the fucking Vikings? Oh, my gosh. Every week was a fantasy. Like, what the going on? Did you like it or no? Oh, I absolutely loved it, man. Yeah. Dude, I saw this play live, dude, where Brett Favre, he rolls right with fucking the game so did on I. the line. Dude, the game on the line, dude. I think that was fucking – look at this fucking – oh, my God, bro. Fucking great, laser. Uh, yeah. It was like some third-string fucking yeah. Greg Lewis, bro. Yes. Like a fifth-string former Eagles look receiver. Look at throw, though. He's old, too, here. He's like, what, like in his late 30s, almost 40? And his arm is insane here. It's that half roll, and then he steps up, though. Oh, that's oh so fucking great, bro. I used to – see, that's the thing is Brett Favre talking about earlier is the fucking moments. Yeah. He just created moments, bro. Let's look at Donovan McNabb's stats real quick. 234, one, 234 touchdowns, 117 picks, 
37. I thought his stats, I thought the Rocky Mountains would be a little rockier than that, bro. His stats aren't even that good. No. Yeah. Is that why he's not in the Hall of Fame? I think he, well, did he Is ever it the win the DUIs? No. I think it's the off-field stuff. It's like the, you know, late in his career, like off-field like antics and stuff. I don't know. He just seems like he went he's... to Minnesota and played like dog yeah. shit. Yeah. God, were you even excited when he went to Minnesota or were you like, fuck this? Not really, because they had just drafted Ponder. This was 2011, so they had just drafted Christian Ponder. And at that time, I thought Ponder was good. I'm like, okay, cool, man. So I didn't really care about the McNabb side. Christian Ponder stats, dude, 38 touchdowns. You know where Christian Ponder lost himself is, it, is when he let Joe Webb start that playoff game. Yes, exactly. I don't know why. Now he just rollerblades his fucking golden retriever around town. His fucking wife, dude. I have I have a theory that his wife cheats on him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm not kidding you, dude. Samantha Ponder, I think they fucking run the train on her, dude. On the fucking all the ESPN guys. Oh, I think they take – I think the Matt Hasselback brothers take turns fucking running the train on Sam Ponder, dude, and they're just laughing and shit. Wow. Jeez, man. No comment? Yeah, I'm just going to leave that alone, man. I think I made a tweet about that back in the day, though. So That's hilarious, dude. All right, let's talk about this motherfucker, Cliff Kingsbury. Oh, yeah. All right, he's going to USC to fucking to teach Caleb Williams how to be an NFL quarterback, dude. This guy has gotten further than anyone I've ever seen because they're trying to hire handsome coaches. There's like a pandemic of like football teams trying to hire handsome coaches. They're trying to commercialize the product and get away from these fucking barbaric Bill Cower fucking mean ass face coaches. They want to hire handsome coaches. But the thing with Cliff is if you followed him, he would always try to appear like that, you know, macho coach in his press conferences. Like, you know, he would like, like a you metrosexual know, alpha. Right. Right. Exactly. And I think it was just so fake in yeah. a way. But apparently he was like a film geek and he watched all this film, but I'm not buying it now, man. Like, I think yeah. he was just sitting back in his mansion, having these chicks over, drinking, smoking cigars, you know, smoking whatever, yeah. and not really like understanding what wins, you know? Well, you know. So I'll give you an example. In that Mike Leach, how mummy, uh, in that in that fucking offense, dude, everything is preset to four verticals, and then okay. they just tell the receivers to break off. So like everything, like like their base, right, is in the spread. Yeah. If they call nothing, they're just gonna run all go special four verticals. However, they'll just it's like basketball. They'll look at the slot and they'll give them a signal, and he'll know to run a curl. Or, sure. or like they'll, or they like, you know what I'm saying? And yeah. so they call like Cliff Kingsbury or Mike Leach. They have like all their plays are like on a fucking uh, a, a Chili's receipt, like literally a piece of paper that's like that fucking big. It's this is a real thing, bro. And like, uh, you can't do that in the NFL. No, no, you can't. Plus, he never went under center. He didn't really have a great running plan or attack. So right. it just basically turned into let's have Murray in the shotgun and run old, you know, all these spread concepts. Right. Like every Yeah. And in the NFL, you like, you know, people make fun of Spider 2, why banana? But there's a corner yeah. route, a fullback in the flat, there's a shallow cross coming across, the other tight ends on a shallow cross the other way. The fucking there's like an actual scheme and a distraction and a concept and a flow and a ballet to the fucking play. It's not just fucking like everyone verticals. All right, inside guys run 15 yard outs. We're going to run them off and bang me out. It's like they, yeah. the NFL's too good for that. But that can work, but it like it can't be I don't know. It can it just, and it does work like when they run 2 minute drills, right? You're right. But like the whole game can't be a fucking 2 minute drill. I in right. a, in a dream world it can, but it should it yeah. can't be in the NFL. You'll go three and out and fucking a minute and 30 seconds and the defense is back on the field. By the time it's the third quarter, 
their fucking defense is going to be dead. Exactly. Yeah. That's why running the ball is important because you actually have to like you actually have to like run the clock down. You have to you're like you're running off time. You're not just running the ball. You're running off time. Exactly. Exactly. But yeah, it's it, you know, and like also down in distance is huge in certain areas yeah. of the field. Like if it's second and eight and say the defense is in like a too high shell or something. And like, there's only three backers. Like that's a great time to run the football from right. the shotgun. If you make sure it's all schemed up and stuff, and maybe you can even be at a third and one, or it's a new, you know, like a new set of downs, but this guy is living off of Patrick Mahomes, bro. Yeah. Oh yeah. From, from Texas tech. And, like, what's he going to do? Is that why they hired him to go down and turn Caleb Williams into Patrick Mahomes? Like, is that what's going on? Like, because I, I, I don't – because he's not – like, I don't think he has the ability to, to turn – What they should be telling Caleb Williams how to do a five-step drop and throw an out. Yeah. Like, to learn but some actual pro quarterback shit. Right. So, I think this is just – I mean, obviously, him and Lincoln Riley go way back to, like, the early 2000s when they were both players yeah. they they were both quarterbacks there lincoln riley was a walk-on quarterback um who ended up quitting after a month or so because mike leach was like yeah. you're not gonna play here or something but you could be the ga so but i think it's more the relationship but to your point him actually helping usc's quarterback this year to be more prepared i'm i'm not sure that's Happening. Lincoln Riley has got a real fucking problem. I'm telling you right now, Lincoln Riley has got a real problem. This motherfucker is at Oklahoma. He lost two to three games the the one or two seasons he was the coach there. All right, he did not win. No. Then he goes to USC. He loses to fucking Tulane. He loses to fucking uh, Utah twice. He supposedly yeah. has a Heisman Trophy quarterback like. I'm telling you, this guy better wake up soon or he's going to find himself on that fucking Chip Kelly career path. Yeah. Yeah. I can see. Where, like, everybody thinks you're cool, but you don't win anything. Right. And I thought he was overrated when he was at Oklahoma even, too. But there's something about – Bob Stoops over. Yeah, he did. Bob Stoops. I'm not sure. Bob Stoops is a hell of a coach, bro, in college at least. And oh, yeah. he retired early because they fucking they thought Lincoln was going to come in and be the guy, and then he leaves after fucking two and a half years. And you're like, what the? You're like, okay, what the fuck did I retire for? Like this guy is a show, he's a fucking social climber. All right, this guy is exactly. a fucking sexy little social climber, and he's got a real fucking problem, bro. And I don't even know why they hired him at USC because he's not a USC winning coach, dude. Pete no. Carroll is a USC coach. Oh yeah, old white now, guy. I would have ponytail hair. Right, I would have actually preferred USC to hire Lane Kiffin back again instead yeah. of Lincoln Riley. <laughs> yeah, dude, right. Lane Kiffin's Lane Kiffin's a fucking another one of those guys, bro. Right. Where like he's like a, he's like a Twitter coach or something. Yeah. Like look how drunk he fucking Dude, looks, bro. This guy, is. this guy drinks a whole bottle of fucking Woodford on the rocks every single night, guaranteed. Oh my goodness! And he actually went to high school here. He he went to Bloomington. Oh, Jefferson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because didn't his dad used to coach for the Gophers? Uh, I think his dad Monte was with the Vikings. For a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yep. So he was dude, the you know what somebody told me about the dude, you know what they told me about the gophers? It's like they used to be like the, the fucking like 30, 40 years ago or something. They were like fucking one of the greatest teams in college football. Yeah, because Lou Holtz was the coach in like yeah. the late, or like the early eighties or something. And then he left, obviously, for uh for uh, Notre Dame, but they were pretty good back then. But then they had Glenn Mason. So they hired Glenn Mason, and he yep. was the head coach for a long time. Right. Fucking Monty Kiffin, dude. I ran into Monty Kiffin and Lane Kiffin at a fucking Salt Rock Grill in Florida on Clearwater Beach. 
and uh, yeah. they were they were just at the bar drinking, and this was when I was getting recruited. They came over, yeah. and I was eating uh, grouper Oscar with my girlfriend at the time, and they said hi to me and stuff, and he had just had that red rosacea drunk face, dude, just pounding cocktails. Oh, yeah. I went to USC camp. This is when Pete Carroll was there, and on the staff, dude, uh, the quarterback coach was Steve Sarkeesian, and Lane yeah. Kiffin was the wide receivers coach, bro. And uh, okay. and Clay, Clay Helton was like the fuck. He was a coach there. Like they were all young coaches. And him and Steve Sarkeesian, dude, Lane Kiffin's the biggest dickhead I ever fucking have. He's got a dry sense of humor. Like, but he fucking, when he says something to you, bro, it's like guttural. It's kind of like how I am. Like if, if it yeah. hurts a little bit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I like, can see that. He fucking says it like real direct and personalized and shit. Yeah. And I'll never forget being a little kid, dude. He was just a fucking monster. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Is he going to do anything at Ole Miss or is he just going to bullshit? I, I just don't know if you can win at Ole Miss. Like, I don't, I mean, you can win, but I don't think you can be like a top 10 program or a top six program. I just don't think it's possible. You know, and yeah. with the offense that he installs now, it's like he's trying to run the spread all the time. And, you know, he was raised in a pro style West Coast. So that's why I'm just like, did yeah. he decide to run this offense when he was drunk or something? Yeah. Or, you know, he just keeps. Oh, yeah. It? Like, he, like, yeah, he used to run the West Coast and now he's trying to run the fucking leech spread. Yeah. Like, bro. You, like, is that Jackson Dart kid any good? I I honestly haven't seen him play. So we'll look at him in a second, dude. Tommy Reese, bro. Have you heard about this guy going to Alabama, dude? I think this is the downfall of Nick Saban. Oh, Tommy Reese, man. He's the another Notre Dame walk-on gray shirt, fucking yeah. fake Ken Dorsey, fucking coach. He went. He, why the fuck did Saban hire him to Alabama? I mean, because bro. I mean Nick Saban's offensive coordinators just leave all the time and i don't i mean the guy last year was o'brien now he's with the patriots yeah i don't know it's just a revolving door at that uh you know at the they pay him I fucking see. two two million dollars to fucking he getting two million. Reese. dude you know that's the one thing dude is i should have just went and fucking coached college football i could have did it with terry bowden but i was fucking snorting too much lines and shit and just out of my yeah. mind but like fucking two million dollars this kid's gonna fucking make dude that's gosh i, I have a buddy who coaches in college he, yeah. he was coaching at michigan state he said it's 18 hour days though bro and he says on sunday it's for yeah. fucking like it's like you don't get home until midnight yeah i'm sure yeah Man. Well, what else you got, bro? You got anything else? Um, let's see. Oh, yes. So the Carolina Panthers. Okay, all these NFL media people are like, oh, the Panthers are going to be taking Bryce Young, right? And um, I'm not buying it, man. I think the Panthers have something up their sleeve. I think it's maybe, you know, Anthony Richardson here at one. And, uh, I mean, I just can't see a world where – okay. So, C.J. Stroud is from California. Bryce Young is from California. Why would they take a California quarterback, you know, at one? Okay? Right. We all know about the California Mark Sanchez, you know, Matt Ryan. Yeah. The only outlier has ever been Carson Palmer, who's ever been an actual, you know, leader. Right. So, that's why I have questions about Stroud and Young, man. And, yes, Anthony Richardson's not a perfect prospect, obviously. I mean, he might bust. But – I, I think it's a smoke stream. That would be interesting, bro. I, my thing I wanted to get to, to be honest with you, is supposedly these kids are supposed to like. It's supposedly with the NIL, these kids are supposed to be worth a million dollars already. Oh yeah, like they're literally. They said like Bryce Young's evaluation was like like somewhere in the five million dollar range, and so. Yeah. How come there's no, no like articles about like NFL scouts saying or a quarterback being like you know I don't on the fence about going to the draft whatever because they're like I already got five million dollars so, you know, I already got the cash why do I have to go get CTE 
Like, there's no articles about coaches complaining that players are uncoachable because they're already paid. Right. I just So I don't know if the NIL is real or what it is, but, like, these guys have technically are supposed to already have a couple million dollars. Does that does that change their mindset as they get drafted? Like, if you already have $5 million and you get drafted to the Panthers, like, are you going to work as hard? Do you care as much? Because it used to be the reason you wanted to go number one overall is because that's the only way you're going to get fucking – millions of dollars oh, right yeah i mean so it would be interesting to know when they can actually you know access those funds because i'm thinking it's more like a retirement type thing where yeah. they don't have access so it's like oh okay out of sight out of mind sort of i'm rich but I mean, not yet. Well, but still, at the same time, dude, I watch American greed scams all the time, dude. And there's no crime. There's no money laundering. There's no fucking, uh, you know, I don't give a fuck what the rules are. I'm going to spend the money. I haven't seen any of that stuff. You would think there would be, like, somebody that the FBI was investigating. You know, they, there would be something that the IRS is investigating. You know, they're two years in now. They pay you 1099 if you don't save 33% and you go to pay your taxes, you're going to owe fucking – and you know how the IRS is. They send you a fucking letter. They're like, you need to pay $2,000 by fucking tomorrow at 2 o'clock. Exactly. I, yeah, man. I Shoot, I don't know, honestly. It's it's hard to say because there's no information on it. Like there's no news about it. Like Hendon Hooker, right, with his ACL injury, his Dennis Dixon injury, he should be like, yeah. dude, I don't give a – he's the number three ranked fucking – quarterback is this is it what is going on with this motherfucker is this real or not well people are saying he's about to fucking go yeah i mean they're talking about the vikings taking that you know in the first round um from what i've seen of him he's good but uh i don't know man (laughs) are you really good I just don't know if he's an NFL starter, man. I don't think any of these guys are in this class. You Maybe like that's... this kid, though, don't you? Don't you like DTR from UCLA? I do, yes. Yes. I've always liked him. Um, he's interesting. I've watched him play a few times. He's actually got a decent arm, and he looks – I guess he, he really struggled early in his career, but he started to put it together, I think, like the last year and a half, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think he's an NFL starter, but it's, you know – I'm just not sure where he's going to go. Yeah. I mean, you know I who's just... going to fucking make it? You know who's going to make it, bro? This is going to fucking make it. I'll tell you right now. This fucking little Tanner McKee kid, he'll probably fucking join some fucking team and like, and like Daniel Jones the preseason, and next thing you know, he like starts a fucking couple of games out of nowhere. Fucking this guy right here, this Jake Hayner guy, he'll be one of those guys where like, He'll turn into like Todd Collins. Yes. You know, like one of those fucking guys that like you don't even like him. You don't even want him on the team, but he just ends up like fucking playing playing a fucking, you know, a handful of seasons and playing in games and shit. Like a you remember Trent Green? Oh yeah. Yeah, like some yeah. bullshit like that. Mm-hmm. Those are the kids that you take. Look, it's a crapshoot taking these top prospects because it's oh. boom or bust. The pressure's so big that if they bust, they implode. Exactly. And they're going to organizations who, why are these organizations even in this situation in the first place? Right. To act in a quarterback. It's because probably they don't know 100% what the hell's going on. Right? So they're like, okay. You know? So it's not like you're, like, walking into Bill Walsh's 49ers. Right. And then, like, these kids right here, like the Sean Cliffords and the – Tanner Morgans and stuff like these kids, they'll fucking Tanner. I don't know. A couple of these guys are going to end up in the XFL. You know what I'm saying? Like the USFL, like Adrian Martinez will probably have to go play for the USFL or something. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think the, do you think the XFL and the USFL is starting to get excited because they're actually like looking like they're not going to go bankrupt. Like, do you think that they're waiting for this draft to be over so they can come get some of these guys? And do you think you're going to start seeing a guy like Adrian Martinez or Aiden O'Connell or Sean Clifford who kind of have clout from college football? 
they're going to start going playing in these leagues and it's going to remove kind of that NPC situation. Because right now the XFL, is every time a new season starts, the first player drafted is Jordan Tamu. I know, right? Yeah, I think it's – well, shoot, I think it's already happening, man. I think we're yeah. seeing you know, all these quarterbacks who have had a shot in the NFL, but they've been cutting stuff. They're like, yeah, I'm going to go play in the XFL or in the USFL. Yeah. You I see this Miles Brennan kid, he, like, retired last season. Uh, no. And I guess he, I guess his family is like owns some of the biggest restaurants in New Orleans or something. He's like a restaurateur, like or he's already like a multimillionaire family. Interesting. That's what Nick Foles' dad actually is too, a restaurant. Oh really? It'll be interesting, man. It'll be interesting. Like I said, you know, I, the, the reason I talked about the NIL is I wondered if, like, you know, when John Elway didn't want to go play for the fucking Colts, like. You know, maybe if Bryce Young didn't want to play for the Panthers, he would just say, like, hey, I already got $5 million. I'm just going to sit out. But I haven't heard those stories. It is, was Will Levis going to drop? Is he about to bomb? So I think there's some teams that are really high on him, like the Vikings and maybe, the, like, the Tennessee Titans as well. Yeah. And even the So from what I hear, there's a lot of teams who think he's, like, a poor man's Matthew Stafford, okay, in okay. terms of. Stafford was coming out of Georgia. Okay, not yeah, a yeah, yeah. But they see traits in him that are Stafford-esque, but the personality of Will Levis is just, like, I'm just not sure, man. Like, I, I just yeah. don't know. But You know who I feel bad for is this kid, Jaron Hall. Like, nobody wants this kid. Oh, yeah? Where's I he out of again? BYU. I mean, like, he maybe even if he did play good, it's like BYU is just, like, gets no one excited. Like, you have to remember, like, part of being an NFL quarterback is, like, is can they market you? Yeah. You know, like, are they, like, can they use your face and your personality and the cult? Can you create a culture? Like, can you create a marketable culture? And some of, some of these kids, you just see them, like, if, if they drafted Clayton Toon, like, he ain't got a fucking chance, bro. Like, you know, what are they going to say? Like, Clayton goes to the tune of his own drummer. You know, it's like, fucking, what are, the, you know, it's weird. Yeah, that's parents fuck naming their kids all the time, dude. They fuck up naming their fucking kids. I'm telling you right now, you need to name your kids something fucking badass, dude. Fucking, it's yeah. gotta, ha he's gotta have a sick fucking name, dude. Like Brett Favre, John Elway, fucking Dan Marino. Like it's gotta be like a punch to the face, fucking eat a fucking name, dude. Fucking Hendon Hooker. It's gotta be a fucking gotta have some power. Stetson Bennett. He just sounds like an elite, smug piece of shit, bro. Stetson, Matt Ryan, Tom Brady, Joe Flacco. You gotta Ryan. have the name, bro. You gotta have the you know, name. You know, quick hitting names. You know, yeah. Harrison. <laughs> Dude, uh fucking yeah. So like uh that's why this Tim Damarat guy, that's why he doesn't have his picture up because it's they they already know he's not getting drafted because of his name. Oh man. <laughs> Anyways, dude, what else you got? You got uh you need to say anything? Shout out your handles. Uh yeah. So you can find me on Twitter at QB Film Room. Um you know, other than that, um Who's that Illinois quarterback? I'm I'm blanking on his name. Uh the the Peterson kid that came from Michigan? Tommy DeVito. Okay, Tommy DeVito, yeah. Yo, I watched that kid play last year, okay? And he yeah. can spin. Like, I yeah. kind of like as a Brock Purdy if he lands in that situation. Yeah. Oh, like, he can play the position, bro, and he's made up of the right stuff. So I think he – shoot, I would take him over Will Levis. I would take him over almost anybody in this draft. So it'll be interesting to see if that stays true. On you know on like the second day or the third day of the yeah. draft and and to see where he ends up. So Tommy DeVito, I've heard that name before. Can he run a little bit too? Yeah. Oh yeah, he can run. Who else, bro? He Who else? Give me another person. Mm, let's see. Other than him, uh, I mean, you know, obviously the the uh, Dorian Robinson kid. You know, I like too, but Boy, we kind of already 
pick. Where do you think Tate Martell is going to go in the draft? Tate Martell? He's not in this draft, is he? Fuck. No, he's not in the fucking draft, dude. Look at this guy. He's falling off the face of the fucking earth, bro. Man, he is. Fucking. Dude, you know this guy threw for like fucking, this guy scored like 220 touchdowns in high school. He's just a phenom, man. He, he's like, he's one of, the, yeah, dude. And then he's like, he's just totally, I wonder what he's doing now. I own his name, his website name. I bought it. I know. <laughs> Tate Martell, bro. Every video that he releases on Twitter is just him, like, he, like, with rap music, like, fucking, uh, oh, he's an entrepreneur now. Okay, good. He's an, he's an entrepreneur now. That's that's great, bro. That's great. Fucking look at him, dude. And he's got an Ohio State picture up. He wanted it to work there so bad, bro. Have you seen his fucking sister? Yes, I have in the past. Yeah. Let me see this before we get off. Tate Martell's sister. Dude, this is Big Booty Judy, bro. Let's take a look here. Beats are fucking creeps, dude. 